Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke-Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nicholas. Folks, I cannot wait to get into today's episode. We have uh, two new reality shows that Ashley and I dipped our toesies into last night. Uh, One of them being Awake, the Million Dollar Game. Oh, my biggest nightmare. The other one being called Flinch. Also, my my biggest nightmare. Both of them are pretty nightmarish. (laughs) Uh, they're you can they're both uh, on Netflix. They're both, I believe, Netflix originals. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of episodes that you guys can crush and cram if you want. These two are kind of like game showy. They're easy to shows, watch, right? Yeah. I, I notice uh, it's sometimes we just are up here talking about game shows. Really, mm-hmm. would you consider a game show part of a reality show? For some reason, I feel like. I would consider a game show reality show. I mean, we talk about game shows on this show. Yeah, I think that they count. I mean, don't you consider a cooking show a reality show? It's a competition show. So would you consider the shows that we watched last night competition shows? See, I think at least the mo- the, the show Flinch, that, that seems like just a game show. There's no real competition happening there. You're hurting my brain. When awake... There's a couple of levels of performance that do feel like a competition, so that might be more like a reality show. I don't know, folks. Regardless, we're talking about it because that's what we watched last night. I think that it's cool that reality television can mean so many different things. Now, what if we were to just put on Match Game and we were going to watch Match Game? Could we do that on this show? I think so. I think we could do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on this show. I mean, if we're doing Top Chef, why can't we do that? I guess because Top Chef feels like there's every week people get eliminated. It's almost like Survivor in a way, but with chefs. You know what I mean? Well, we've done other cooking shows where people just get eliminated in the first. Chopped. uh, Yeah. Right, like Chopped. This would flinch is like Chopped. You know what I mean? Awake is like Chopped. Guys, help us. I can't find my way out of this argument, and I don't know what I'm doing. I think reality television can mean anything, really. And before we get into this... Guys, uh, get ready for that T-shirt. By the way, I think re- reality television can really me- can mean anything. Really, it can. guys, uh, we're moving on. Before we get into this episode, I'd like to just go ahead and ask everybody listening to scroll down on their Apple Podcast app and give us five stars. We are on a mission to get a hundred five star reviews by the end of the year, and I want to say thank you so much for the people who have left us these uh, really nice reviews on the past month since we've launched this this uh, this this goal of ours. This campaign. This campaign. If you will and you know it is campaign season so and i just really you know your your words mean a lot it makes this so much more fun for us um just knowing that people are in fact listening it is great and if we get a hundred five-star reviews by the end of the year what are we going to do nicholas Stickers and mics. Stickers and new microphones. Stickers and mics. Yeah, we're going to become a real podcast. Stickers and mics. It's going to be like our Sweet 16. Folks, as soon as those mics come in, all of a sudden, this podcast is an A+. Yeah, it's going to be all scripted. Uh, It's going to be a scripted. (laughs) We're going to do do a reality television podcast that is completely scripted, folks. You do the math. That's That's the plan. Okay, so let's get into our lives. The top portion of the show is always, what's going on with Ashley? And Nick. Why'd you have to point it out? I want them to know that we know. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to think we're just uh, burning time up, time up here. Listen, we're burning time daily up here. <laughs> and uh, so here, here's what I want you to start with, Ash. I, yeah. I don't think we should hold off on this at all. There's some fucking huge news. Yeah. Sorry to curse so early in the morning. Huge news in the Ashley walking around New York City seeing people from already the one front. <sighs> you guys, I saw Remy. 
She saw Remy on Saturday night, guys, in Manhattan. I saw Remy on Saturday night and in Manhattan. if you guys don't know who we're talking about, then I guess you don't listen to this show because we're talking about Remy from Are You The One Season 8, Come One, Come All, a fan favorite, at least in this household. Oh, uh, big time. We are huge Remy uh, supporters. We believe in Remy. Remy is reality television gold and also seems to just be, I don't know, like a cool person you'd want to hang out with. Now, the thing being that Ashley was go- heading to a show. You're heading to your okay, show. Okay, let me right? just break down the whole thing. Yeah, First you, you off, didn't want me to go, eh, I wasn't there and try to tell the story. Yeah. And uh, Ashley uh, was going to a show and Remy. Okay. That was basically what I just did. Basically, you guys, I can't stop running into reality stars. <laughs> yeah, because this literally, was it last episode where you yes, basically said I saw Justin. You saw Justin. Mm-hmm. And for one week, you talked about how sexy he was. Yeah, he was incredibly good looking. Also, Remy, beautiful. I mean, glowing skin nick i wish you could have seen him i wish i could have seen him too i don't how come i didn't get to see any are you the one star you never get to see anybody you thought you've seen Paige like four times in the neighborhood because i found out Paige lives in our neighborhood or at least lives. she did live yeah as soon as i saw that instagram post she put up she put up something about looking for someone to take over her room and i was like oh shit Paige is our neighbor basically and now every time i see like a tall skinny person i'm like that's Paige. that's Paige right there Paige. what up Paige? um so Basically, let's start this from the beginning, which is I have decided that since I am going to keep running into people um, on the street who are reality stars that I love and adore, I've decided to start wearing cute clothes, okay, so that I can get pictures with them. So Saturday night, I was doing a show. I had a show in the East Village, and I had been at a show in the West Village. I was wearing my white overalls. I looked cute. Okay, Nick, you saw me. I saw you. I looked cute. Now, my friend, uh, dear friend and comedian, um, Jacqueline Novak, has a show in the West Village right now called Get On Your Knees. Okay? It's a comedic one-woman show about blowjobs. That's the surface-level explanation of it. But it's more, it's about life, people. Okay? It's art. And also, if you can, can cop some tickets to that, I don't even know if you can. It might be all sold out. It's like the hottest ticket in New York, no lie, right now. And uh, fantastic show. Fantastic show. It's so good. So good. So funny. Go check it out. So smart. But Definitely not, go check it out. Not the point of this story. Well, it's kind of the point of the story. Okay, this is the point of the story. Okay, so I'm selling merch at Jacqueline's show, right? And I'm just kind of, I had looked on my phone earlier and there was a new article. I think it was an Out magazine that said, um, Remy from Are You The One is teaching girlfriend Paige about how to give blowjobs was like the title of the article. And then I was like, man, I was just thinking to myself, like they should really go to this show. Like they would, I feel like these two characters would like Jacqueline's show a lot. So just know that that's planted in the back of my mind, folks. Okay, that that they should go to this show. That's there. Next thing you need to know is that I'm wearing cute clothes. Yes, it's a perfect opportunity for a picture with a celeb. Got it? Okay, next thing you need to know is now I'm walking from the West Village to the East Village for my show, and I just got in a fight with Nick. What? You and I got in a fight. We had gotten Whoa, in a fight. I didn't know this was going to come up. <laughs> I don't remember that. We, we, were, we were in a fight. I had just hung up the phone. I was blasting um, my white noise app and my headphones. And that is when I saw beautiful Remy walking down the street with a friend. Okay. Uh, I knew it was Remy right away. I mean, you, you can't, you can't mistake that aura for anyone else. 
I saw Remy and I thought to myself, this is the moment I have on the cute outfit. My hair is up. I've got on the gold eyeshadow. I should get that selfie. But you know what? You and I were, you know, we, we had just had a tense phone call. Why do you keep bringing up this fight? <laughs> and, and what are we really fighting about? If you're going to bring that up, why don't you just tell everybody what we were fighting about? Because I don't remember at all. I actually don't really remember. Yeah. But I think yeah. I had just, I think we had just gotten off the phone very abruptly. You were you were saying you weren't going to come to my show that I was doing later. <laughs> um, we were we were very, we were upset. We were miscommunicating over the phone, basically. Okay. And it was causing us to fight. I'll take your word for it. I think I hung up on you okay sure uh, that sounds about right and um i see remy appear like a unicorn walking down the street with a friend chatting great posture okay i just want you to know just beaming straight out of the crown chakra um just looked like a lovely ball of light coming down the sidewalk and i was think, he wearing a highlighter pink sweatshirt and a highlighter orange jeans i don't actually you know i was so blinded by just the like the face i didn't take in the outfit but i think maybe like jean shorts and like a a neon yellow tank top see he likes that neon he does um and as he should he looks great in it yeah he had a friend who um they were just walking and talking and i thought should i ask for a picture and then i decided not to i it was nick is shaking his head at me right now that's a goddamn mistake (sighs) you know i think that if we i don't want to blame you but it does feel like your fault. Why? I think if we weren't in a fight, I would have asked for a pick. Listen, the next review we're going to get is going to be another review where somebody tells us to go to couples counseling. You better watch yourself here. Whoever did that, you <laughs> you scarred us yeah, for we're life. We're giving you a reverse shout out person <laughs> who wants us to go to counseling. Um, so I, I just, it didn't feel right in that moment. So I just was like, I just looked at Remy and I said, I love you. You're so great. And Remy was like, thank you, and just smiled and beamed at me. And we passed, like, two ships in the night. And I was like, that, that, I missed my chance for a selfie. But also, you know what? I did what felt right in the moment. Now, I did call you back. And actually seeing Remy was sort of the bridge that, like, fused, <laughs> that brought us back together. Wow. Because I called you, you back. Thank and you I was, so much. I was like, first off, I'm sorry I hung up on you. Second off, I just saw Remy. Um, so that brought us back together. But then I kind of spent the rest of the night feeling like, damn, did I miss my opportunity? Like, should I have asked Remy for a pick? Why didn't I ask Remy for a pick? You know, we, we go through these things in life. You make a split decision second in the moment, and then you spend a, a lot of time after that worrying that it was the wrong decision. Then, Nick, after our show, we're heading back to Brooklyn. I'm just scrolling through Insta because Reality Blows has a new Instagram, right? Yeah, Reality Blows, by the way. A Reality Blows podcast on Instagram. Check us out. Follow us. Things are cooking over there. We're posting memes. We're posting pictures. We're posting vids. We're making funny captions for them. Um, and we're also following all of our favorite reality personalities. So uh, it's And been... we're also following all of our favorite people who follow us. So yeah. if you follow you us, follow we'll us. follow we have, you back. We have, we have no qualms with following people but if you're not a bot and even if you are a bot but it looks like a bot who kind of likes reality tv (laughs) follow us we'll follow you back we want to see your shit you want to see ours let's be friends um so So i'm scrolling on instagram and i see this post from remy and it says i don't know why i get shy when people take pictures of me shaking my head bashful boots 
people gonna start thinking I'm pussy and he's like covering his face and I just I'm, I don't 100% understand this caption but what I do get from this caption is that he doesn't necessarily want people to take pictures with him I guess is what the is the point of it is that what is that how you read I it I think pictures of me is different than pictures with me mm. I, I don't like when people are just taking a picture of me like out of nowhere you yeah know? But with me it's like yeah we're all doing this together but it is uh you know I become bashful boots and you know who knows somebody might start thinking I'm pussy but uh and then Paige <laughs> yeah. uh you know lovely girlfriend of Remy that we also support and adore in this house wrote under the picture this was our third day out of the house in NYC by the way that's why he was nervous I don't fully understand either of these captions, but what I do take away from it is I made the right decision by not asking for a pic with Remy. Sure, and who knows? It is New York. You may run into this person again. I think I will. Yeah. Actually, when I was passing Remy, I was like, I'm going to see him again. You're like, I'm going to follow him home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to figure this out. I just, I see Remy on Twitter, like, um, he has retweeted a couple, like, comedians that I know, and I'm like, we're going to cross paths at some point, I feel like. You know, speaking of the Reality uh, Blows podcast, Instagram account, which you guys should go ahead and follow right now. Um, it's been interesting to have an ins- Instagram account that is just solely like reality personalities yeah. because it makes going through stories so interesting. It's so fun. You you love it. I like it. I don't love, I love it. it. Because honestly, what I've noticed is like every, every story from, you know, I would say every other person that I'm watching their stories, like they are hawking leggings or supplements. Like there is a lot of people That's true. faking my ass out with some sort of a photo shoot that they're doing and then all of a sudden it's revealed that they've been uh, it's for protein powder there is a lot of ad placements a lot of ads going on over there something i did when we you started- are not a reality personality if you are not hawking leggings or possibly w- workout shakes workout shakes maybe vitamins yeah lots of vitamins yeah what I did when we started the um, the Instagram account is I went on Cam's Instagram and I just pretty much followed everybody she was following, just like because she's not following that many people. Got a lot of like law of attraction, sort of the secret type accounts. And so when I'm on our Instagram, it's like popping up all of those sort of um, memes and inspirational quotes. Cam from the challenge also started on Are You the One, by the way. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's up next on our docket? Well, I want to continue to talk about this reality uh, thing because uh, oh. I, I want to highlight um, a person from uh, our, oh, yeah. our, our, our Instagram account. Uh, not not just a person, but a champion. A champ. Folks. Yeah, a winner um, of War of the World Season 1. That's right. We're talking about... Turbo. So Turbo <laughs> Tarabi is, is his name. Um, he, I guess, maybe lives in, in Los Angeles, but let's just say he hasn't given up his Turkish roots because his Instagram account is funny. Um, yesterday, he posted some stuff on his uh, IG story, and I'm guessing it's from like a Turkish SNL. I don't oh. know what it is. It's still up. So if you allow me to just play some of this audio. Yeah, go for, for it. For everybody. So this is, uh, this is what um, gets, uh, I'm guessing this is comedy. You know, 
if we don't know what they're saying and we can't see them, it makes it very hard. Okay, so basically it was just like three women on a stage like looking to- towards the audience as if they were like in a bathroom putting on lipstick together, yeah. you know? And it just is set up like it's a sketch show in Turkey. And I just found it so funny that because th- that's the first one. There's th- like three in a row. He yeah. must have thought this sketch was incredible. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know what the sketch was about. Yeah. Uh, it's getting titters of laughter here and there. But I want to know, like, is this this turbo's favorite show like is 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 one of the women in this sketch like is this the you know maya rudolph and you know amy poehler and uh, molly shannon of turkey like i i just now need to know what kind of sketch comedy like turbo is into like what are they talking about like what's the game of the scene it got me so excited to find out that he's like a comedy fan and he's still sticking to his turkish roots you know what i mean and he filmed like i would say i don't know 45 seconds i guess of this sketch and i was like what is this about and now it's got me multiple times going back to turbo's um stories just to see like what's he watching wow. like what's he doing like wow. what's up with turbo reality and, stars take note and then and then the re- it's been the most interesting thing i've seen so far on instagram other than the fact that every so often now i'll just be hanging out and it'll pop something will pop up and it'll be like Adris going live catch the story before it ends and I'm like what the fuck is Adris from the challenge doing and I go and he's like and Adris not as big as a star as maybe some of the other people were following so like I'm in the room but there's only like 35 other people in the room at the time and I'm like can I just start talking to this motherfucker he might actually answer my shit and but I didn't yes you should I didn't I had nothing to say Adris is great you know, um, I'm also not- noticing, you know, a lot of cross pollination. I like to know that my real, my favorite reality stars are watching other reality shows. Uh, like uh, yesterday, the infamous Tory Deal. By the way, if we get 125 likes before the end of the year, we will release the Tory Deal Ashley sweaty titty pick, uh. which uh, uncropped version for 150 uh, reviews on our podcast. Just everybody knows that still is 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 there and offered. But like Tory was watching um, X on the Beach and was like making comments about Marie had like a big episode on X on the Beach this week and it almost got me to want to watch X on the Beach again. Yeah. Because uh, I'm kind of like interested yeah. in what this episode was about. Jemmy was tweeting about it as well and I was like, maybe we should revisit it. Yeah, it's like, oh man, they're kind of getting me jazzed on uh, something yeah. that I thought I didn't want anymore. But, I miss Marie. Um, well, she's on X on the Beach apparently starring it up over there. So yeah. maybe we should get back. So it's the fall. It's the fall equinox. That was on uh, the Saturday. Today's Monday. It's officially fall. It's a new season, new crop of reality shows, new um, things to buy for fall fashion. I'm looking for over-the-knee boots, okay? If you have any good recs, please email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. I want those sexy over-the-knee boots. What I did get in, in advance, though, of the fall are some pretty freaking cool roller skates. And I've been roller skating it up all over Brooklyn. And do I or do I not look dope? I haven't seen the pictures Nick, of you. I, I, you didn't tell me anything about them. I, I, I like the way I the skates look. I in back into the back room to show you what they look like. Do <laughs> you right, remember yeah. that? No. But, you know, I do enjoy the color of your skates. Yes. I do find it interesting that you bought roller skates and roller blades. Not yes. too sure why you did Roller that. blades are for exercise. Roller skates are for fun. You can't get exercise Look, on a roller skate i was depressed that weekend okay okay thank you, thank you <laughs> i was not me. feeling well and so i bought roller blades and roller you skates. have roller blades roller skates and three bikes how many bikes do you have i have two bikes oh but you have a city bike pass yeah yeah okay just are you trying to escape something 
mean, and is it me? These are the things I need to know. I don't know if I can live in New York anymore. What? I just don't know if I can do it anymore. And you think that you're going to get out of New York on roller skates? I'm thinking about it. What is going on? I want to live in like freaking place where I can go to like a Target parking oh, lot and God. skate around. I want to I want to live at freaking some freaking place with a Target as well. I want to live at the beach, okay? I want to be I want to I've been looking at Florida property and I've been looking at upstate New York property. As soon as Dorian singing. came through Florida, Ashley's like, "Okay, let's see what the housing prices are down there." Yeah, and... I want to get down there, man. I want to drive to a high school okay when there's oh nobody God. there when it's off hours and i can just do loops on their track in my rollerblades i want to drive to a high school scope out the babes and just <laughs> live a new life man i mean that's what i'm trying to do me on roller skates it's 3 15 the bell rings all of a sudden all the hotties the cheerleaders come out they're like who's that sexy fat guy with all the hair <laughs> on his back and i'm like yeah rollerblade shirtless and then i the cops take me away and that's the life i want to live oh man you just reminded me of something funny that happened this weekend which is I went to a rave um, and it was super fun and I was really trying to get out of my comfort zone and mingle with people and I went up to this man um, to chat with this man who was wearing like this mesh glitter shirt and um, he was he, he was he was stunning he was a beautiful man and I was talking to him and I was like oh I love your shirt and then I looked at it closely and I was like oh it's, it's got spider webs embroidered on it and he just was like no that's my chest hair Ashley, yeah, come on. Yeah, I was trying to make friends at a rave. Leave hairy people alone. We want to be left alone. <sighs> you know, th- that just goes to show you don't try and make friends. One more thing I have to say before we get into the reality content, the actual reality television sure. content. Uh, sure, maybe I had other things to say, but go ahead. You never have anything to say. I have other things to what say. What do you have to say? Don't worry about it. Get in your fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did a show at the Bell House on Friday night. So fun. Uh, Aparna... Um, Nan Cherla put on a show with Joe Firestone about Halloween and I was one of the people on the show and I was talking to this man and he is like an actual real life ghost hunter. I could not believe it. He's done um, a bunch of shows about hunting ghosts and you know what I did Nick? Was he on Ghost Hunters? He was not. That was the <laughs> show I expected him to be on <laughs> of course. but he was not I'm on. a ghost hunter. I've been on a lot of TV shows. Uh, do you mean Ghost Hunters? No. Not that show at all. His name is Aaron Sagers and he's a TV host, producer writer journalist he does he's a paranormal historian um you see back in the 1970s ghosts used to have more beards and long hair they also liked the rolling stones and in the 90s it was uh, all about janko gene ghosts so he that was good baby i like your little frill thank you so he you know i'm no i'm not no frills i'm all frills it's interesting this is usually when i meet someone who has done reality television i like to ask them about you know how it like the behind the scenes sort of stuff like who they've worked with and like what experiences they've had on set and blah 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 but i just forgot all about and i just only asked this guy stuff about ghosts hey what's up you ever seen a ghost with uh red hair <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get into the show. I'm not done yet. What do you got to well, say? Well, you're talking about ghosts. You're talking about fall. About you want you want over the knee boots. Is yeah, that what you said? I Listen, want over the knee boots. I want over the. I want culottes this fall. How do you, is that, is that I don't even know what a culotte is. It's like a short pant or a long short sort of. I'm not too sure what it is. Is that but, a, okay? But a anyway, skort. I don't really want. No, it's not a skort to ash. No, I don't really want culottes, but I am feeling the pressures of having to watch scary movies um, mm. in this season before it becomes. Uh, all about the, the Charlie Brown uh, uh, Thanksgiving special. Like right. I don't want that yet. I I want to enjoy 
the beginning of my fall, and the beginning of my fall needs to be all sort of Halloween-based. Yes. So I'm toying with the idea of watching one scary movie every day in October. Why would you do that? I'm going to report on it. I want to put it up Where? on a, a gram. I'll okay. review them. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, it'll be fun. Seems People... like a horrible idea. Why? I just a hate... horrible idea? Oh, touche. So why do you hate that idea? Because I feel like I'm going to get scared. You don't have to watch <laughs> these things. I know, but I might hear them coming from <laughs> the closed door. No, you won't hear. I mean, I'm going to try to maybe make wake up early and do it in the morning You're or do something. do it in the daylight? Yes, because I want to have enough time and uh for the day to like write a little review or do whatever part of that that part of this uh fun fun project i want to figure that out somehow okay i support it so uh yeah i was toying with that and and the reason really being the fact that i've forgotten to cancel shutter for about a year now yeah i, I have the streaming app shutter which is has all scary movies it's like Netflix for horror. They really got you. Well, I had like a 30-day trial and then totally forgot to cancel. And then yeah. like two weeks later, I got billed again. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to cancel that. That was like five months ago. I, I see you, Stamps.com. I'm in the same boat. You have a subscription to Stamps.com? <laughs> What? I don't anymore. I did cancel it after like a year yeah. for getting to cancel Guys, it. write in at realityblowspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Tell us how many rolling subscriptions you guys got going. It's because embarrassing. For me, it's a lot. We got to get our shit together, man. Well, no. If we're going to move to Florida, buy a house. <laughs> The thing is, I felt like I needed to cancel it, but as soon as I started to remember I had Shudder again, it, it's almost Halloween now, and now I need Shudder. So I was yeah. on there yesterday scrolling through, looking at some things that I might want to watch, and there's a few things on there that I uh, would be very excited to watch. I so, want to watch that 1970s um, horror sort of thriller that you showed me the trailer to that time. American Horror Story season is, is like 1984 or something like that, yeah. The one where it's all the cool costumes? All the cool costumes. Yeah, and what it's like mean? it was like a 1970s. It's from the 70s. Oh, oh no, you're talking about yes. I still haven't watched Suspiria. I need yes, to watch Suspiria. That's what I want to yes, watch. The original Suspiria. I'm sure a lot of you folks have seen it. It actually is a very popular uh, thing at, at at the moment, just because they made a remake of it. And Suspiria is like one of those classic 70s like horror, but like art films. Um, really, the highest caliber of horror I think you can go for. Horror, horror. I don't know how I say it. Yeah, I think you're doing great. No, I'm not. I'm saying two different things well you're um, cute oh thank you so much and on, on that note that's been the podcast <laughs> we're not gonna watch reality anymore i'm gonna go watch Speria. ashley's gonna go cry in the basement folks let's break right here and when we come back we are going to talk about uh awake the million dollar game and flinch both are streaming on netflix right now if you're interested in seeing what we're talking about, we'll pause it right here. Go watch an episode of one of these things. Come back or don't, because as you know, it really doesn't matter. Folks, we are back. We are going to start with Awake, the million dollar game. Um, this is on Netflix. Uh, I'm going to read a little synopsis and then we'll tell you how we thought about it, uh, what we thought about it. Who needs sleep? Staying awake for 24 hours could earn a contestant a chance at one million dollars on this comedic game show each episode features contestants who have gone without sleep for a day as they stumble their way through challenges for their shot at the million dollar plot prize challenges range from eccentric things you might encounter in everyday life while these physical and mental challenges might not normally be very taxing they aren't easy for sleep sleep deprived folks to tackle comic james davis hosts 
Wow. I don't know how we found this show. I, I found it somewhere, and I was intrigued by it because my I hate being awake I, I, for long periods of time. Folks, we <laughs> do not like not being asleep. I don't think I've ever been awake for 24 hours. Have you? 24 hours? 24 hours. Uh, start to finish, doggy. I don't know if I have either. I mean, I, I know that there's been nights where I've like fallen asleep for a few minutes and here and there and then yeah. just kind of gotten up and been like I can't sleep and then just I've gotten not three sleeping. hours of, she- of sleep before yeah, the problem is I'll uh, if I if that if I eventually get up at like five o'clock in the morning and decide I can't sleep then I would say probably around like eight o'clock at night I will probably pass out yeah. so that I won't make it to 24 24 hours seems impossible I feel like your body would turn against you and yet a bunch of these folks managed to uh, be on a reality TV game show on Netflix. First thing we need to note about this game show is that their logo is the Avengers logo, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the A <laughs> from the Avengers logo, they've stolen it for this reality for awake. game show. Yeah, come on. You guys can think of something else. It's it's so similar that it's distracting. Um, the second thing is that you, we have a comedian hosting this, and they're really putting on a show for us, big time, hamming it up. And then we were like, who is this? And we looked it up, and it was James Davis. Yeah, I kind of recognize the dude, but I've never really watched any of James Davis's stuff. Uh, I've never seen his stand-up before. Um, I He had a sketch show on Comedy Central, which I never watched. Hood Adjacent? Yes, he yeah. hosted that. I think it was like, I don't really, I, I don't even really know what it was, so I won't even guess what it was, but I think there were sketches involved. Um, yeah, I don't know, but we do know him because he was part of a little bit of a controversy in the comedy world yeah. uh, a, a, a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. um, in which uh, he came out against a comedian who made a joke on a TV show, and then the comedy community, at least in New York City, uh, defended the person that he came out against um, and kind of attacked him yeah. for, for going against uh, a fellow comedian yeah. and the free speech that stand-up is supposed to wield. Well, and, and him going against her, and this is Dina, um, he seemed to incite uh, a bunch of trolls on the internet. And you know what? They might have found her joke without his help, but he did bring a spotlight to it. He stoked the fire a little bit, he and uh, people fire. were definitely blaming him for that. Um, but uh, definitely not what this show is about. Not what this show is about, but it definitely added a little something extra After, watching when this. We, when, we, what, when we found out afterwards. Well, we found out halfway through. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like, who is this guy? Because he's really, I mean, they make you know that this is a comedic game show i mean he's putting it on yeah and um and i felt bad for him honestly because that looked painful so the show is also one of these classic like netflix originals where it seems like maybe they they filmed the whole thing in like a two three days yeah and uh same audience same audience and like you never ever leave like the black boxy studio that they're in which makes it feel pretty stagnant. I yeah. mean, there are video recorded pieces that they'll shoot to every every once in a while, but really only one in the one episode that we watched. We watched the first episode. It's just them counting quarters in a basement. <laughs> so they just kind of people. The contestants are sleep deprived and end up. And let me go into a little bit more detail on how it works. So contestants stay up for twenty four hours 
in that 24 hours, at least in this first episode, I imagine they'll switch up what the game is in the second episode, at least I hope. But in this first episode, the six contestants or whatever it is uh, are staying up for 24 hours and they are supposed to count a million dollars worth of quarters. They're splitting it up uh, and each one has to do their own count. And it's it takes them the entire night. And so it's like, does your brain eventually uh, stop you from being able to count that four quarters is a dollar? And how many dollars are you on this thing? And these people were counting like, $30,000 worth of quarters mm-hmm. all night and not sleeping. And so that runner, that through line of their counting and whether or not they counted the correct amount and whether or not the guess that they made of how many quarters they actually counted, that all comes into play throughout the entire episode. Yeah. And it then, comes up over and over again, like and, how close your estimation is to how many quarters you actually counted. And uh, the in the present time, which is, I would say, as soon as the 24 hours are over, they get hustled out into the studio. And so it's not like the folks you're seeing in front of the host are like uh, slept people who have slept and, and no. this happened to them. No, they are just coming off the 24 hours. They still haven't slept. So they're actually up for longer because now they have to play the game in studio in front of a live studio audience and they have to do challenges. And now they are like almost 25 hours without yeah. sleep. And so they're they're tired on the show. And you could tell like their, their brains aren't functioning right. Their emotions are all kind of off. Yeah. It is kind of funny because you can tell like these people have bonded in a way. Yeah, they, they went through something together. And they they look Traumatic. at each other, they they seem to be friends with one another at this point. Two people get voted off immediately and when they do someone starts crying to watching them go, yeah. you know. It kind of reminded me of like uh the goofiness that you have like remember when you had like a sleepover and yes. you didn't really get it and like and you're yes. kind of laughing at your friend's joke which is like not that funny but right. you're just kind of sleep deprived and so you're laughing. Yeah. Like there were a few guys on this show who were just like giggling the whole time. Yeah. It was it almost looked as though they had just like smoked a joint backstage everyone seemed a little high that's for sure and i guess that's what happens when you stay up all night you get kind of high and i'd like to point out with these quarter counting scenes their hands were so dirty okay filthy arms were dirty it was disgusting because they were having there was like a huge vat in the center of this white room where every time they would grab like a bundle of quarters and bring it back to their own desk when they were done they'd have to go and dig into this vat of quarters again and you could see their wrists were like gray and brown it was like money's gross y'all money is so dirty it is like the dirtiest thing on the planet is it not i mean dirt probably is dirtier is not a dirty because dirt probably doesn't have germs on it not handled by a whole bunch of other humans on this planet yeah dirt is pure you could probably eat dirt and be okay but that's true if you swallowed a penny god help you yeah you're gonna die for sure (laughs) and then also a couple of times when they would like cut to the people counting there'd be like people asleep on their desk and i was like well they should have edited that out if they're gonna tell us these people have been awake for 24 hours i know it was interesting because when i when going into the show i really thought the whole show was like who could stay up we're gonna be watching people trying not to fall asleep that's not the show at all yeah it's like it's taken for granted that they've been up for a 
a whole day, 24 hours, and now they have to play these games that take focus. So yeah. the first uh, thing event that they had is they – go ahead. No, well, the first thing that they do is they get everybody out there and they introduce us to everybody and then they're like, okay, we're going to immediately send two of you home, the person who counted the least and the person who was the farthest off from their estimate. And these people are like, what? We're not even going to perform a task? Like everyone just looks confused and then they just send two women home immediately. Yeah, and so I guess those women – one woman didn't count enough. Yeah, she just stopped. She's like, I thought I had counted enough. And the other woman had thought that she counted $16,000 worth of quarters, and she actually counted like $28,000 worth It of was shocking how off she was. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because the woman that, that uh, in question there, yeah. um, when you uh, watched her count, because they would show in the beginning like the actual them counting, mm -hmm. there was a point where it cut to this woman and she had like four quarters in her hand and she just held the four quarters up in the air and she sort of looked at them and then looked at her pile of counted quarters and she's like, 37? And just threw it in. <laughs> like, and, and that's when I was like, oh, I get it. So like you're counting like for so long like how could you how you, you think like how could somebody be like ten thousand dollars of quarters off from their estimate well you're just like 27 28 sort of fell asleep 58 yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. you're just like was that 38 or 58 you're like i guess it was 58 and yeah. you just throw it in and now you start from 58 and you're all wrong okay so a couple of things i want to address here one is that i immediately was like i would have a strategy for this which is i would go in with a set number of what i was going to count to so i would think in my mind i'm going to count Count to 30,000, okay? Once I get 30,000, then I'm going to stop. And I would do that because I would remember that number perfectly because you could tell, too, that, like, sometimes they seem to have forgotten the number that they stopped at. Yeah. So I would just, like, already know the number I was going to stop at so it would be drilled into my head. Second thing is that when I run, sometimes, sometimes I run, guys, believe it or not, Sometimes I go get my ass to the gym and I get on the treadmill. All right. You're over explaining it. It's almost as if you don't run. So sometimes when I run, I count to like help me run. Like I'll count down from 300 or something like that. And I get off track around like 170 always. It'll be, I'll be like, I'll be like 170, 169, 154. I'm like, where the fuck? What I just happened? So that is very relatable. So I, uh, after they kick these two women off who can't count, right? So <laughs> they leave. I kind of feel bad for them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I feel bad for them too. Um, what I do enjoy is they uh, immediately after they leave, I guess, the stage, they have to go into like an interview booth to do sort of talking head interviews to kind of narrate stuff. And what I loved about this, and I kind of think it was the most charming, fun part of the game, is that they still haven't gotten any sleep. So you can hear them being asked questions, and they're just kind of of looking at the producer or the person asking questions like with a blank stare and just is like I wait ho hold on what yeah um, and there's points when somebody's like in the middle of saying something yeah and then one of the guys is just like I don't know why I'm saying these things like yeah. you're it's like they're so sleep deprived that it's just like too comment on what happened during the night is almost impossible some and and for you guys to know like when you're a talking head on a program producers want you to repeat back the question to them in their answer so like if someone says like um uh, where do you shop for shoes and then you're doing an interview on camera you wouldn't say zappos you would say where i shop my favorite place to shop for shoes is zappos so they always all these talking head things they always want you to repeat the 
question back to them. And there was one with this guy named JC where he kept trying to repeat the question back where they were like, how many quarters do you think you counted or something like that? And he kept being like, um, I think I counted quarter, uh, the quarters I think I can, okay. Quarters I counted and he just couldn't get like the question into his response. Yeah. It was really great. And there was another one where uh, when uh, another woman um, went home and uh, she was giving an interview and uh, they, after each one of the events they had to do in studio, they would take this person to their talking headroom to do their interview. And then they would also ask them, hey, how do you think you did on the ultimate quarter thing? What was your count? And this woman was like, oh, I, I think I counted like uh, $60,000 in quarters. And then uh, the producer was like, you actually counted $40,000 in quarters. And then uh, the woman was like, but quarters. <laughs> and he was like, no, it was because you were off like twenty thousand dollars in quarters, you know, and she was just like, "But how could quarters make no, twenty thousand? It like, wasn't the twenty thousand. It was the it was like eighty three. The, the fact that there were three, it ended in three, because oh, she right. was just like, no, but quarters, eighty three quarter. She couldn't how, wrap. Yeah, her. she was like, how could quarters end in three? Yeah, like and, yeah, and it was like clearly, it's like well, four quarters equal a dollar, and then she had three dollars, so yeah. that's how it ends in three. Yeah, but she was like, but quarters can't end in three. How yeah. could quarter end in three? And it was just like, <laughs> oh, this woman's brain is done. So um, each yeah. challenge in the studio would test something um, that apparently being sleep deprived would either reduce your ability to or enhance your sensitivity to it. So the first thing they did was brain freeze, and the reason they did this is apparently when you're sleep deprived, um, like you're more uncomfortable to temperature t changes. You're more sensitive to that. So the way that brain freeze worked is that they had to like suck back a slushy as fast as they could. And then whoever um, got the most slushy won. And then whoever got the least slushy had to go home. And folks, these slushies weren't just like in a, in a jumbo cup. Like this was the a long tube that was probably like five feet in the air. Imagine a with test slushy. tube for a giant. Yeah, you know, imagine huge. a giant doing a little science experiment. He's got his test tube. That's the slushy. And it was, you know, at first I was like, oh no, are we going to see people be, are we going to see people barf slushy? And yeah. thank God no one barfed. Not the point of the show. And I was glad about that. Me now, too. another aspect of this, after every event that they would do, Host, the host, James Davis, would come up to him and go, okay, so you guys just did this event, and I'm going to let you know right now, the person who uh, drank the least amount of slushy, they're going home right now. Maybe, because um, they would offer something called a buyout. And so after you've competed, you don't see how the other contestants have done, so you're not too sure where you line up. And so they offer somebody who thinks that they did the worst before they reveal the results to just take a lump sum of money and leave. And Yeah, if you're like, I couldn't even drink that slushy, I'll take $2,500. Get me the hell out of here. I yeah. got to sleep, man. Yeah. And so they would ask people for the buyout, and if they did not uh, choose to take the buyout, then they would go and show the results, and then the person who did the worst would leave, and that's what happened. So, so on the brain freeze, no one took the buyout, and yeah. then someone went home, and the next thing came up was also these games, by the way, that they're doing, these like tests. These are this is such a low budget yeah, show. Zero money. It's crazy. I'm it's, like looking at this, like how is it how are they gonna give away a million dollars when they clearly have a production budget of ten thousand? They've made it next to impossible to win the million. They and really I think, have. I 
have. I think that's kind of the trick here. Next game is called Thread the Needle, and you're just threading the needle, guys. You're threading. There's like nine needles. You got to try and thread as many as you can, because guess what happens when you get sleep deprived? Your hand-eye coordination suffers. Yeah, these folks were shaky. They really tried to make threading a needle intense, too. Yeah. They're like playing music. They're doing like quick shots back and forth, and it's just like you're just watching a man trying to thread a needle. I know, but if you were to just zoom in on the guy's eyes and hands, you would have think he was def- he was like trying to defuse a bomb. Yeah, it looked like you're doing brain surgery. S- sweating. Yeah, everybody looks upset. Then there's a buyout, and this time someone takes the buyout. Now, the person that took the buyout thought that they had threaded the least amount of needles. Turns out that they had not. That's right. So this person took like five grand, yep. but they wouldn't have gone home. Yep. And uh, the person uh, kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, seemed actually okay with taking the vibe. Everybody Giovanni. Was, everybody was like in such a good uh, nature, and they seemed like they had yeah. all bonded. So this guy, instead of being upset, he kind of really laughed it off. And he was like, damn, all right, and uh, I'm going to shake everybody's hand. Yeah. Okay, guys, this is fun. Goodbye. Shocking what a good mood everyone was in. Yeah. Um, there was like this um there's this this guy named jc and he had uh, just had a son named preston and i know the child's name because he caused the audience to chant it at one point but he kept like holding up the picture of preston and i think when giovanni left he was like tell preston i said hi you know like everyone had become friends with each other's family well, at that point jc had taken the picture of preston and put it on his desk when he was counting those quarters yes. and he kept kissing it yes <laughs> <laughs> next thing coming up was called depth perception and it was breaking the bank and basically the way that it works is that you have these balloons full of money you throw them up they hit needles and then they shower money down you try and grab as much money as you can you put it in um the bucket a bucket whoever has the most money wins that's when we saw a guy do an impersonation of a valley girl yeah uh Larrick or whatever his name is. Sleep deprived. His valley girl uh, was Larissa. You know know when, um, you know when, like, uh, like a host is like, "Hey, what's up, uh, Pete? I heard that you have uh, seventeen dogs. Tell me about it." Yeah, just tell that his thing. The Alex Trebek Jeopardy thing. Yeah, Yeah, you like to volunteer. His thing was that he could do an impression of a valley girl. And as soon as I heard that, I, I it struck me odd based on the fact that I have never, I haven't heard somebody use the term valley girl since. I don't know. I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. 2002. Yeah. I mean, uh, qu- quite honestly, it's a uh, anti- it's an antiquated, antiquated term. term. I, and um, I was like, he must mean something different. But no, no, no. Larrick went went ahead and did his Valley Girl impression. And he called himself Larissa. Larissa. When he's the Valley Girl, he's he, Larissa. And, and, and guys, I mean, plug your ears if you don't want to hear this. But it was basically like, oh, my God. Look at this thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, why is Gagney with a spoon? And I'm like, how old is this fucking guy? He's a firefighter with like 40 kids, and, but too. It's like, are you 55 years old? He looked like he was in like in his 30s. Like, yeah, I don't know what he was doing. It's too old of a reference. And and, and immediately made me w- want this guy to lose. Because I, I was, agree. I was like, this guy, I don't want to, this guy's the lamest dude that I've seen on television this year uh, doing a Valley Girl impression. It ma- gave me the douche chills. Ashley was fucking throwing up. It was It was wild. Um, and that that's our story about that. <laughs> so, afterwards, so there's three left. There's Ashley, JC, and the guy who calls himself Larissa when he's doing a Valley Girl accent. It's time for the buyout. Ashley immediately hits the buyout button. She bangs it. And when the host is like, what are you? He's like, oh, wow, you really went for it. She goes, I like buttons. Yeah, she was slamming that thing. Yeah, she was seemed like she was hallucinating. She was the girl who was like, but quarters, quarters, 
quarters can't be three. Yeah. So she got the buyout and uh, came down to JC and um, Larek. Is that his name? Larek. Is that what we decided? Now, I'll tell you what, though. When she took that buyout, it was then revealed whether or not how she did on that. And it turned out she was the person that yeah. was going to go home. So smart that was a, that was a smart move. She must have known it because I think she hit it really quickly. Yeah. Because she, I, you, two people can't take the buyout. Yeah. And so I think she had thought that maybe JC was going to take the buyout. Yeah. And so he, uh, uh, she wanted to make sure that she got it. And thank God she did. She got it. She got it. Comes down to JC and and Larek and whoever has closest to their uh, whoever estimated closest to their actual quarters is going to stay. One of them has a chance to take the buyout. Neither of them take the buyout, and it turns out that JC was the closest. Father of Preston was the closest um, estimation. So we said goodbye to Larek, and then we had to play a new new opportunity. Uh, to win money. JC could win all of the money everyone counted, which was like $138,000, if his guess about how much money was in his bank was uh, at least, was um, somewhere in the $500 range of what it truly was. So, for example, if he guessed $33,000 and he had actually counted $34,000, he would have lost everything. So the guy says, look, you can either leave now with $33,000 or you can play for for the um, the whole thing, which is 138 that everyone counted, but you got to be 500 dollars. You got to be in that window. He does that. He wins. He, he gets, wins. He gets 138 thousand dollars. Then he gets the audience to chant Preston. Then <laughs> they go. Um, the host goes. Okay, now for one million dollars, if your guess is within twenty five dollars, you will win a million, or you'll go home with nothing. That's when he and he goes. I'm going to go for the million. That's when Nick turns to me and Nick is like, he's going to win. I know he's going to win because of production, because <laughs> I worked on the game show and blah blah blah. So I'm all excited for JC winning. Explain your theory here. Well, Nick. my theory is I've seen people uh, order episodes of a game show before, and they've put games where somebody wins the big money first uh, on the episode order to get people excited to watch and watch more people win money. So it, it, it's kind of a marketing tool to get people jazzed up about the season because they're like, oh, shit, somebody just won a million dollars on this show. Like, I got to watch it next time to see if somebody else could do it. Not the case here. This motherfucker lost. <laughs> <laughs> After getting the audience he to lost, chant he, his he went baby's away with, name. He, everybody's chanting the baby's name. When he's sad. He's like, you know, about to talk to the baby. He's all excited about winning. And then James Davis is like, and you are going home with nothing. But that's actually not true because you have that sweet Polaroid of your kid. Oh, my God. And then, like, literally this guy's like, yes, I am not a loser. I am a winner because I have my baby, Preston. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Goodbye to $138,000. That was a roughie. He had $138,000 he could have walked yeah. away with. He probably would have only walked away with like $115,000. After taxes. Though. Yeah, so it's probably not nothing anyway. You know what? This makes me think that no one wins a million dollars because I think you're right with your theory. After watching him not win a million dollars, I'm like, I don't want to watch this show. This is sad. Yeah. This guy with his baby just lost all this money. I also think that uh, they've made it very, very tough. To win this million. yeah no one's gonna win the million yeah. and i think the fact that they didn't have him win i think i think you're right if someone had won a million dollars it would have been in the first episode now something i think is interesting is that when james when this episode was over james davis was like stick around because the next episode starts in five four three 
two, one, because Netflix, it just rolls into the episodes. And it, it's interesting that these shows are now being made with that caveat, like knowing that the next episode will just roll into it. Ashley, what do you miss? Two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, the? yeah. We all know that you could skip to the new? next. <laughs> no. Are hosts doing that all uh, the time now? No. Are they acknowledging I think, it? I think it feels Joel like McHale a might have acknowledged it on his on his show that he was doing on there. It but, feels like a breaking of the fourth wall. Like we know you're bit, binging this, sure. and then the next one's coming up. I'll tell you this. My my thoughts about this show was is it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It wasn't my favorite show that we've watched in a while. Um, I don't know that I'm going to crack into another episode. It kind of seemed, it was a little boring. It was you no know? holy moly, that's it, for yeah, sure. It wasn't, it could have used a couple of extra bells and whistles. Didn't really, the, the, the problem being is it was like 45 minutes long. I, you, they couldn't have done this in 30. I feel yeah. like you could have done this in 30. Too because long. there wasn't anything going on except for people standing on a stu- in a studio stage. And drinking a slushie. It, it, there was nothing happening. Yeah. It's like, I guess, just cut it down to three contestants and have them go through a couple of things. And I, I don't know. Yeah, why, you, why even have those two contestants in the beginning that you send home immediately? I don't know. Let's just cut them off and bring this down. We to... had to get to know them. We had to get to know that one of them was like a party planner. <laughs> and I forgot what the other one's deal was. A professional bingo player. Yeah, something. And then they all they both went home. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess I, I, I would say that I'm not going to go back and watch another episode of this. What do you yeah, think, Yeah, I think I'm not either. I think there's so much stuff I want to watch that we've started and I haven't watched it yet so I'd like to revisit that I'd love to watch Holy Moly again sure my favorite show next up we have a show called Flinch yes Flinch folks this is a little bit of a confusing situation as far as what what's actually going on on Flinch but I'll quickly read you the uh, synopsis people's natural reaction may be flinch when they experience an unexpected or scary event but doing so on this comedic game show could be painful Each episode of the program, which is set on a remote farm in the hills of Ireland, tests brave and foolish contestants' nerves in three uh, fiendish games. If they flinch, there are painful consequences for them. And the hosts, each of whom have chosen a player to represent them in the games. The contestant who flinches the least is declared the winner. Okay, so as soon as we pop the thing on, we're like, oh, this is cool. This is like an Irish game show. Yeah, it's it's in Ireland. That's awesome. Everybody on the show was British, and actually one of the hosts seemed to be an American. Yeah, that was was weird. It was like all the contestants were like, I'm from Leeds. I'm from Essex. Essex, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I thought this was... Ireland and why is it in a remote Irish farm like are we sh- are we saying it's a remote Irish farm and it's actually a remote British farm? Yeah, what's going on? Where are the Irish? I came here for the Irish accent. Yeah, we were excited about that, and and uh, it just seemed like there were no Irish people on the show. The show's mechanism, like the, the the rules of the show, are a little confusing too. Which is there are three hosts for some reason, right? And so each one of these hosts pick a stick out of a uh, out of like a bucket. Each stick represents one contestant. For only that event, the contestant is representing one of the hosts. Even though there are like six contestants and three hosts and all six contestants compete in each event, 
only three of those people actually count towards host points, and it's not the same three people on each event. So it gets kind of convoluted. Are you guys following this? Yeah, it's it, it seems like this could have been a lot simpler of, yeah. a, of kind of a format. I would say that it's much easier to figure out when you're watching it rather than listening to a podcast about it. But yeah. Did it take away from my enjoyment of the show? Not really. The show was is all about the events. I gotta say, I love this show. Yeah, let's I didn't, talk about it. I didn't think I was going to when we when you pulled this up. I was like, no, I don't want to watch this because this is my second nightmare: flinching, flinching. I don't want to do it. I remember so we you, Nick and I teach kids comedy, and um, last year one of the kids told me that he stays up all night watching flinching videos on YouTube, and I was like, what the hell is flinching videos? And he told me about it. It's trying to, it's a flinch challenge, try and get people not to flinch. And um, I thought, God, what has become of this world? I will never do that. I'll never watch one of these things. What's the problem with flinching that you have? I just find this, the idea that we're making content about people flinching, um, it disturbs me. Yeah. So what about two for flinching? What's that? It's like back in the day when somebody, when you would like be like, and then somebody would flinch and then you're like, I get to punch you twice in the arm. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like, I I think, you know what? There's a lot of like automatic responses the body does. And I think we should just ignore them. Okay. I don't (laughs) think we should be trying to make game shows about them um, or creating YouTube content about them. So So what did you think of the hosts, Ash? Well, one thing I thought was interesting is before the show started, we got a warning. We did get a warning. Yeah, yeah, which was like these these stunts look dangerous, but guess but don't worry, they're not. This warning wasn't telling us not to do the stunts. The warning was telling us that the contestants were going to be okay. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. It was interesting. Usually they're like, please don't try this at home. This time it was like, don't worry, these people are being electrocuted and they look like they're in pain, but everything's cool. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, I liked the host. I, I liked the host. I realized watching this that we should watch more international reality television shows specifically. Specifically British and Irish um, for the accents. I, I we we've dipped our toes in the Australian ones. Uh, we we've had some Brits in here. Remember the the, the rate your mate one? Are you hotter oh, yeah. than your boyfriend or girlfriend? Yeah, that was British. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I don't like them. Maybe I just liked <laughs> this show. Um, are there more Irish reality? Te- that's what we there need to find Irish out. There are Irish reality television shows. The problem is I- Ireland doesn't isn't able to export enough TV to us when right. England does. Yeah, because Netflix has like a deal with the BBC where they buy a bunch of content sure. from them. And it seems like Australia and New Zealanders get to send over a bunch of shit to us as well. Um, a friend oh. of us, Neil Stastny, um, uh he has not been on the podcast. Has he? Has Neil ever been on our pod? I don't think so, but he should have been. He should. He has some stuff. Well, maybe Did one day. Did he recommend us that show about the funeral home? The New Zealand funeral oh, home? Oh, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But he uh, was just in Dublin, and uh, he was in his hotel room and watching some uh, Irish reality. Oh. And there's a show called The Fattest, Fattest Family or something, where, oh, wow. or The Fittest Family, where it's just like families who compete to be like the fittest one. Yeah. There's another one called like The Restaurant or something, where it's um, a bunch of uh, real people and judges eat like a three-course meal. Mm. And uh, you don't know who the chef is, but you find out that the chef is a celebrity. Ooh. And so you have to guess who the celebrity is based on like the the dishes that like they're giving you clues in the dishes that they're huh. preparing. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll find those shows and review them at some point. I'm into that. But anyway, back to Flinch. So Flinch is, has these three hosts, um, two dudes and a lady. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing here is 
There's not much interaction of the hosts and the contestants. In fact, they seem to be in different rooms. In the beginning, they pick live and in person with one another, but then they go to the contestants go to a different barn. Yeah, and then uh, the hosts sit in a barn with like a bunch of spectators watching them. They sit on like a log and watch like a TV screen in this barn. Yeah, they're all sitting on the and the aud- audience quotation marks. And the people behind them are all sitting on bales of hay. And the hosts watch the contestants go through the events and just we just see reactions of the hosts and some of these events are things like um you have to smell rotten meat and you have to breathe normally and if you don't breathe normally then that gets counted as a flinch and you get prodded with a cattle prod you get uh stuck with a cattle prod those little things that electrocute cows another one was you're kind of hooked into this sort of piece of metal that sort of spins up spins you upside down mm-hmm. and you're, like the hands of a clock right one would say and you're over a pool of water yeah and if when one of these little steam engine things pop out of nowhere if you flinch they they keep spinning you dipping you into the water yeah and every, head first into the water and so every time you flinch basically that gives a point to the host that you're representing but in this game, points are bad. You don't want points. You don't folks. want points. So there's a leaderboard with the hosts uh, who accumulate these points. And at the very end, the hosts with the most points have to be tortured with one of these events. And how did they torture that? The, we'll just cut to it. We'll just do a spoiler alert. The One of the male hosts loses. Yes. And then they strap him to this thing. They, they strap him <laughs> to this torture device. They, they It's basically like in a barn. And it didn't even seem to be about flinching. It just no. seemed to be about torturing him. And so what they would do is they shot fire at him. <laughs> and if he flinched and moved out of the way of the fire, what they did was shoot him with uh, high fire, pressured water, I think. Higher fire extinguishers. Oh my god! In his face, and this guy, <laughs> I this guy was like, kind of like, Haha, all right, guys, let's do it. After about the seventeenth time <laughs> that they shot him with fire and then a fire extinguisher, this guy was like, all right, guys, uh, this is uh, you really gotta get good. me the fuck out of here. We have to film seventeen more of these today, so can we keep it moving? Yeah. Um, I will say, all in all, I would watch another episode of Flinch. I would too, actually. Yeah. Flinch was kind of fun. It was fun, and there was some like the hosts were a little bit more um, relaxed. The host actually made me laugh a couple of times, just because it seems like a, it seems like they're accepting the fate of their low budget situation. Yeah. And I like that. I like you know just uh, kind of going with what you got you know instead of in comparison to awake awake where it felt like felt kind of sweaty at times with the host sure um really just feeling and and i understand that feeling of like the pressure of like this is a comedic game show and you're the comedy relief so you have to be funny that pressure versus this show flinch where it just seems like yeah just kind of go out there and have fun yeah um and would you so which one of these shows would you want to be on more as a contestant yes um, flinch for flinch. sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll get electrocuted before I stay up for 24 hours. But they don't win any money. Okay, flinch. you're right. I go back to awake. I'll yeah. do awake. Awake. I want to win money. Yeah, you got to win that money. Got to win money. Folks, that has been the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor, rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, we're looking for 100 reviews before the end of the year. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, you could do that at Reality Blows Pod on Twitter. You can follow us at 
at Reality Blows Podcast on Instagram. You can follow Ashley at Ashley B. Roberts on Twitter. You can follow me at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O on Instagram. And if you want to send us an email for us to read on the podcast or any suggestions for us to watch at all, please do that uh, by hitting our email, realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, Wednesday, there is another new challenge war of the worlds two people it's a fantastic reality show get in on that crap we will be recapping and that recap will be up on the wee early morning of uh, thursday and uh check those out too thank you so much for listening and uh peace bye